Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio. Here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. Phone lines are open throughout the show. You guys know I like to make this as interactive a radio show as possible. I got into radio because my dad let me borrow his phone and call into radio stations and talk Wizards or Redskins after a game. So phone lines are always open. You can be the quarterback or the coach of this segment, 833-804-0910. Or you could tweet me at AWOD Radio. And Elaine tweets us, member of the AWOD Army, that the Richmond uh, City is offering free stealing wheel locks to Kia and Hyundai owners, uh, report by NBC12. Uh, The police is handing out free steering wheel locks to Kia and Hyundai owners to try to stop the Kia boys. Um, They said, we tried to think what other ways we can do to help out here. This is a rather old school mindset because we can remember this device from a few decades ago, uh, said Captain uh, Faith Filippo of the Richmond Police Department. The steering wheel locks, also known as the club, are making a comeback to help Kia and Hyundai owners at risk of theft. I, I I told Mike... He he should have known that he could have he should have should saved have, Grace in the car. Club. <laughs> I know he's been going around now asking anyone he know uh, why can't uh, how can you help me I gotta buy my girlfriend a new car. <laughs> yeah, and and it says that you can uh, call or just visit any of the four precincts in the area to yeah. grab it. But uh, it is kind of difficult to know that you'd have to lock it up again every time you get out of your car. Yeah, and, I, uh, you could still I think break into those things. Yeah, I, I'm sure. Like, if they're wanting to do this in three minutes, that's going to be a lot harder of a of a sell, right? You know, like it's probably like increasing the time substantially to break in, and that might be discouraging. Yeah, and even then, they might still just break the window and try to do it anyway. But it's just it's not a good situation for Kia, right? I mean, no, it's it, not a good. He's look. been saying it's going to take them out of business. Yeah, who's going to buy a, a Kia right now? Right. Right. When you got people posting on Instagram and social media, they're proud that they're stealing these things. So it's kind of wild. And uh, two trucks are are finding these cars left and right now. And and so uh, it is wild that it's going on all around the country, but especially here locally in Richmond. And speaking of Richmond, did you see that uh, Richmond got its own Monopoly board? We talked about this last year on my show when it first came out. Yes, actually. I, I put that, uh, I found that yesterday. I, I was thinking of uh, playing a game with you where you guessed what was on the board. Have you, you already looked at so it? So I've looked at a few. I didn't see what I wanted to see. Like, I wanted to see the Seagull Center. I didn't see that. I saw the Kickers made it. Yeah, that was the only sports. Yeah. Uh, so which, no, is, which is not cool. Yeah, because no Diamond. The Diamond should have been on there. Yeah. thousand percent. And the Seagull Center is, is the most iconic place for sports in Richmond, if you ask me. I, I I'd buy that. That's why I graduated high school. Yeah, right. <laughs> so all right. So what what other spots were on there though? Uh, there was Carytown, uh, Belle Isle, Brown Isle. Yeah, they were on there. There was no Scott's Edition, was there? No. In terms of like sections of the city, yeah. aside from Carytown, did any restaurants make it? No restaurants. That's, it was it was like kind of like places and like buildings, some churches, yeah. uh, VMFA. So when we talked about this last year, I believe we had like the representative for Monopoly call into the show and they were talking to us about how Richmond deserves a Monopoly board, but it seems to me like someone from outside Richmond kind of made this board. It doesn't seem like it's as, it's an insider. It does board. not seem like an insider board. Right. I, I, I'd agree there. It's kind of like what, a, like if someone was like, oh, I just came to Richmond, what should I do? Right, yeah. Like that's kind of like what Google would tell you to right. do. Right, like we already last year did a bit where we made up our own ideas for what should be in Richmond. I said, 
uh, Scott's Edition, Carytown, The Fan, Oregon Hill, uh, the three sporting events for sure, including Richmond Raceway's got to be on there yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and, and like they, they didn't, you know, the Anthem or the National, right? Like all these other places. Bird Theater. Did the Bird Theater make it on there? I don't I, think it did. Maybe. I don't think so either. Yeah. It, yeah. I like, will not be buying it. Like <laughs> I think the VMFA is a cool pick on there and then, but. Are you, are you any decent at Monopoly? Yeah. It's you didn't not say a, it very confidently. I, I know I would smoke you. I just, I know I would trade left and right. I'd be running <laughs> circles around with you with the little top hat. I stuff. don't, I don't see Monopoly too much as a skill game. <laughs> oh, really? No, I don't. Oh. I don't think. It's... Well, then you never grew up playing with older cousins and uncles like I did, because uh, oh, I did. But I it was think, a lot of cheating. <laughs> I think I was the only competitive person in my family when it came to games like that. All right, so we're the halfway mark of the NFL season, eight weeks through. Of course, there's 17 weeks now, but I still consider eight weeks the halfway mark. So I wanted to discuss who would be in the playoffs right now if they began today. Let me hear a little NFL theme music, Stubb, as we begin in the AFC. Everyone thought before the year it was going to be the Kansas City Chiefs as the team to beat, and they still have the number one spot in the AFC at 6-2. and two. Miami! Six and two as well. In fact, there are four six and two teams in the AFC, and that is one through three and four with the Chiefs, the Dolphins, the Jacksonville Jaguars, and the Baltimore Ravens. Your first wild card spot if the playoffs began today would go to the Buffalo Bills. How about that for a first round matchup? Ravens hosting the Buffalo Bills in the playoffs. That would be awesome. The Pittsburgh Steelers have surprised a lot of folks. They are ahead of the Bengals, ahead of the Jets. Ahead of the Texans and the Titans at four and three. They have your sixth spot. And the Baltimore Ravens have your seventh spot. So as of today, three of the four teams in Baltimore's division, that is the AFC North, would be represented in the AFC side of the playoffs. Over to the NFC and your Philadelphia Eagles last year's runner-ups are still the top dogs at seven and one. Detroit. Man, they're on a heater over the last 16 games. They won, I believe, eight of their nine final games last season to come out of nowhere and almost take that final wild card spot before losing the final week of the season. Well, they picked up right where they left off last season. They're 6-2 and two this year and hold the two seed in the NFC. Right now, to get to the Super Bowl, it would run through Philadelphia and Detroit. Seattle, top of their division, is the three seed. And the Atlanta Falcons... In that garbage division that includes the Panthers, the Saints, and the Bucks, the NFC South, at 4-4, four and four, they are your current leaders. The Dallas Cowboys are your fifth seed in the NFC, the first wild card spot at 5-2, and two, with the Niners and their recent three-game losing streak as the sixth seed. And right now, the team that just traded for Josh Dobbs to replace Kirk Cousins holds your final wild card spot, and that is the 4-4 four and four Minnesota Vikings, and there is going to be a team that is 500 or even below making the playoffs in the NFC. It is making it so much interesting for average fan bases now that there's a third wild card spot in both conferences. Because, like I said, the five and the six with the five and two Cowboys, the six, uh, five and three Niners, right? And both those teams look like legit playoff teams. The Vikings were 0-3 this year, and everyone thought they were going to trade Kirk Cousins and Justin Jefferson. Well, now they're 4-4, but they're without their starting quarterback. The Saints have been up and down. They've been in and out 
of quarterbacks with Derek Carr going down with an injury and now coming back. They're four and four in the eighth spot. The Bucks at three and four in the nine. And then there's a three-way tie for the tenth spot between the Commanders, the Rams, and the Green Bay Packers. So nobody is really out of it in the NFC except for the Arizona Cardinals, the Carolina Panthers, and the Chicago Bears. Any team could go on a two or three game win streak and get themselves right into the playoff hunt. And that's why I'm not giving up on my commanders yet. From three and five to six and five over the next three weeks. You heard it here first. AWOD's picking the commanders to go on a three-game win streak. If you want to chime in, phone lines are open. 833-804-0910. Which team that's on the outside of the playoffs looking in is going to make the postseason? 833-804-0910. Over in the AFC, I believe the Cincinnati Bengals, the current nine seed, will absolutely be a playoff team. They're coming off a big win, and Joe Burrow is now looking healthy for the first time this season. And... In the NFC, if it's not my commanders, I do think it could be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Baker Mayfield, and that explosive offense with a solid defense. They're 3-4, and four, and they can definitely take advantage of that weak division, possibly win the division or be your final wild card team. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. Uh, There have not been any more trades as of yet in the NFL with the 4 p.m. trade deadline. But keep it locked to 910 The Fan for the latest on deadline day. Don't go anywhere. I'll be right back. Welcome back to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio 910 The Fan. Now at 105.1 FM, Richmond's home for the high school football broadcast game of the week. And, of course, I'm sitting down with the czar, Gary Hess, right now. What's up, my man? How are you? I'm good. I'm good. we got a lot to get to. Of course, we've got the playoff race. So let's get in the car and drive. How are the roads looking? Get out of the way, damn it. Time for a drive down Richmond Highway with Gary Hess, sports director and the voice of high school football in Richmond, Virginia. I understand there's traffic. You need to plan for that. Let's drive down Richmond Highway with Gary Hess on AWOD Radio. We wanted to start by giving a big shout-out to Coach Billy Mills and his 200th career win. Yeah, boy, has he done a great job at Dinwiddie. Had a few years up in Rockbridge County before that. Been at Dinwiddie since 05. Has a couple of state championships, including last year. But uh, last week, uh, with the win over Meadowbrook, got to that 200-win milestone and that is a huge number to get to for any high school coach. And Lauren Johnson from Hollis Springs is going to get there next year. But we definitely, I definitely uh, wanted to issue my – I did it on social media this weekend and wanted to do it on here. Congratulations to Billy Mills on reaching that great mark. Absolutely. And we've had him on the show several times. Really great coach uh, to get on the air and um, very happy for him. But the new top ten is out. Of course, every week we team up with Lane Casadante of CBS 6 for the 910 The Fan CBS 6 High School Football Coaches Poll. What's the new top ten? Well, the top, let's see, nine is unchanged. Highland Springs, Thomas Dale, Manchester, Verina, Dinwiddie, Benedictine, Matoica, Glen Allen, TJ. 
Uh, the 10th spot goes this week to Trinity Episcopal, who uh, improves to 5-3, and three, starting to get healthy after a big win over Woodbury Forest. Hopewell, the first team on the outside looking in after really acquitting itself very well, even though it lost to Thomasdale 28-24. All right, so let's recap the game of the week last week, and starting with Hopewell against Thomasdale. Yeah, that was Friday, and, you know, Thomasdale... You know, it's Division Six against Division Three, and all you got to do is look at the roster, and you got big print for for Hopewell's roster and teeny print for Thomas Dale's roster to make it fit. You know, there's a lot more players on that side, bit much bigger school, D six versus D three, and as the game wore on, uh, Hopewell's a really good team, had a great game plan, jumped up seventeen seven at the half. Got a fumble return for a touchdown, leading 24-7 third quarter. But then Thomasdale kind of warmed down a little bit. Three second-half touchdowns, and then a stand in the red zone, inside the 10, with a minute and a half to go to preserve the victory. Thomasdale wins it 28-24. And we came away from that game uh, excited. You know, Thomasdale's 9-0. They're going to be a handful in the D6 playoffs. But we came away very impressed with Hopewell, even in defeat and in the Division Three playoffs against schools of similar size. They're going to be a, a dangerous team and a team to watch for sure. So that was our Friday game. And by the way, six o'clock kick. Remember we talked about that last week. Yep. Uh, you know, it's you know, it feels like high school games should start at seven. It need you know six is too early. Um, you know, I was all in on it being too soon until the second the game was over, and then it was like, I love six o'clock kicks. Mm-hmm. This is great. Where are we doing post game? <laughs> <laughs> then Saturday we had the uh, the huge one, sellout crowd, great atmosphere, great theater, Verina Highland Springs, yep. and uh, Verina led thirteen nothing at the half. Backup quarterback. Came on after uh, Linwood Johnson got hurt for the Blue Devils through three touchdown passes, uh, and you know, but but. Uh, Christian Martin did Christian Martin things. You know, he's going to Maryland for a reason, and with the game on the line, drove the Springers down the field, and a 28-yard touchdown strike to Tamandre Braxton with, uh, I don't remember the exact time, under a minute to go, and uh, the Springers win it 20-19. to It was, you know, that rivalry almost always delivers, and it delivered again Saturday. Take me back to Christian Martin's final drive there, and what did it look like? Well, let me start with the drive before that, because Christian Martin, uh, they started at their own five-yard line, and they are down at this point 13-12, to 12, and I think that's right. No, yeah, down 13-12, to 12, and they scored on a 79-yard touchdown run by Ja'Kairi Henley on a jet sweep. You know, he's the, probably the fastest guy in the region, and he, he turns a corner, you know, splits a hole, and once he gets green, you know, daylight, he's gone. But that was a seven. But on the first play, they're throwing five, and you know, no matter what level of football, you got to be careful when you're throwing five yard line. They run a quarterback sneak, and he runs, he powers the line. Jalen Hurts. It wasn't a brotherly shove formation, but he moved that pile and got eleven yards on that quarterback wow. sneak out to get to away the six, from his end zone yeah. to get away from the end zone, and that set that touchdown up. So then they started running. They came, they got the, and then, of course, they they drive down. They get that touchdown. Place goes nuts. Springer's leading for the first time today. Verona gets the ball. First play, 80-yard touchdown pass. The backup quarterback throws an 80-yard touchdown pass to Nasir Smith, and boom, it's 19-13. Crowd's like, hey, what just happened? Mm-hmm. But then the Springer's very calmly ran quarterback power, quarterback power, complete a pass, 
you know, and on that final drive, Christian Martin had several runs and very calmly led the team without panicking as the clock's ticking down under three minutes, under two minutes, under one minute, and then throws that 28-yard strike uh, to Tamandre Braxton, who was not running by himself, but it was a it was a beautiful, accurate pass, and it just Christian Martin showed why he's a Division One, you know, F, uh, Power Five level recruit with that game-winning drive, uh, and that's what that and the Springers are going to lean on that in the postseason. Would you consider that to be this year's Richmond High School Football Game of the Year? To this point, uh, yeah, I would. I mean, it, it's based on you know the quality of the teams. You know, Thomas Dale Dimwitty. Uh, gets into that category, and that one was a 31-28 game on a last-second field goal. Um, you know, I think that one falls into that category. The Highland Springs-Manchester game at the beginning of the year, you know, these are the, the few things you see of the top, top teams in the area playing each other. And, uh, you know, hopefully we'll get another one another one this week. We'll talk about that one coming up. Well, this is a drive down Richmond Highway with the czar, Gary Hess, the sports director at WRNL and the voice of high school football here in Richmond for 30 years. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio. So where are we at with the playoff race? Things are really heating up. Yeah, one week to go. Thomas Dale and Highland Springs and Manchester and Glen Allen have all clinched spots in Division Six. Thomas Dale, Manchester, and Highland Springs likely to be in those top three spots Dale and Highland Springs are both going to be pretty much favored significantly in their final games. If they both win, it's going to come down to those rider points, the teams you beat, the, you know how they did in different games. As It's going to be razor thin to see who gets that number one seed, which if you get to the regional final, if both teams get to the regional final, that determines who has home field for that game on Thanksgiving weekend. So that becomes significant. But it looked and Cosby's in the eighth spot after two big wins in a row. So, but they need you know they got to play Manchester. So their their spot in the playoffs is dicey. In Division Five, Matoica's in the battle to be the one seed currently now third, but just behind Louisa. But Matoica has a huge date with Dinwiddie this week, and so can get to the number one seed. But that battle for the top three is on. Hermitage is fourth, Freeman fifth. Freeman's uh, uh, regular season's wrapped up. Their bye week is this week. They're done at seven and three. Mills Goblin sixth, Elsie Bird seven. Right now, Midlothian on the outside looking in. So uh, that that division will be well represented with local teams. The Division Four bracket is now final. Verina, with the eight teams, not what seed they are. But Verina, Huguenot, Dinwiddie, Powhatan, Hanover, all in there. In Division Three, Hopewell's currently 1 in 3A, and with a win over Prince George, will clinch the top seed in that region. Thomas Jefferson is now is still undefeated and is the top seed in 3B. And with a, a win this week against Colonial Heights, will likely be the top seed there. So two local teams will have home field throughout the Division Three regional playoffs in regions A and B. So that's kind of the way it stands. And, of course, we'll break all that down in a little more detail Thursday night on the high school walkthrough at 6 o'clock. A lot to look forward to over the next few weeks. That's Gary Hess. I'm Adam Epstein. And uh, we'd love to ask you, who would you like to spotlight locally? I got several for you this week. First of all, I mentioned TJ. 8-0 for the first time ever. TJ goes back almost 100 years. But this is the first time they've ever been 8-0. They did it by beating Armstrong 28-12. They'll wrap up the regular season this week against Colonial Heights. Also want to mention Cosby. Back-to-back wins over Huguenot and L.C. Bird to get to 4-5 and five and, and possibly sneaking into the playoffs. Also want to mention, um, 
I mentioned Billy Mills earlier. From a player standpoint, I want to mention Peyton Seelman, over 100 yards, three touchdowns for Hanover, and a big win over Freeman. Big game on defense, and he is committed to the University of Richmond. And then Trey Grant, the running back for Trinity Episcopal. How about uh, 30 carries, 212 yards, and four touchdowns in a 33-30 win over Woodbury Forest. <laughs> and that Trinity team is going to be dangerous, and that is our game of the week this Friday. Private school battle, Trinity against Benedictine. They have met twice each of the last two seasons, the second matchup being in the private school state championship and their regular season meeting is this Friday. They moved it under the lights, moved it to a school with lights over at Huguenot High School, and that's going to be our game of the week. We're excited about that on 6.30 Friday night. So when you have a neutral site game like that, you know, which team usually shows out more? It's funny because it's technically Trinity's home game, but both schools will be well represented. Um, I think it's going to be – I think there's going to be plenty of fans from both teams. There. I think it's going to be a great atmosphere – uh, for high school football Friday night on that turf field over at Huguenot. And you can hear it right here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM, always available on the go on the Odyssey app. And what can they hear Thursday at 6 p.m.? Thursday, we're going to break down the playoff matchups. I haven't locked down code. We're going to attempt to get the coach at Cosby on the air to talk a little bit about um, – uh, their run with these two great back-to-back wins and, and playoff possibilities. And then we're going to talk a little bit about um, the the top teams and their readiness for the playoffs. One week out, uh, we talked to Lauren Johnson at Highland Springs a little bit about this in the postgame interview Saturday, and, and we're going to break that down with a few of those teams. So all that and more coming up on Thursday night. We love having Gary on, the sports director, drive around Richmond Highway and talk about local sports here in Richmond. And Gary... In a few weeks, we're going to move over to start talking some ACC basketball. It is it is just about time. Season opens Monday. Uh, UVA just on the outside of the of the preseason AP top twenty five. That uh, UVA is going to be an interesting team to watch because a lot of new faces. There's a lot of new faces in Blacksburg too. Uh, it, it's, it's but in Blacksburg they've got their guards still. They still That's got their be guards. Those Couture guards. And Padula. I'm just wondering if those guys are ever going to run out of eligibility. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And like Reese Beekman too. Reese Beekman at UVA. You know Reese Beekman, Padula. And those, it's like, do they guys? Do they ever run out of eligibility? <laughs> but uh, yeah, the guards are going to be are going to be key, and, and those two teams are going to be fun to watch. Um, you know, and Duke, Miami, Carolina considered the teams to beat. Stop me if you've heard that before. Yeah. So, yeah, ACC basketball. Hard to believe that the tip-off of college hoops is now less than a week away. That's Gary Hess. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio on The Fan. He did the monster mash from my Welcome back. Happy Halloween, Richmond. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio. Here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan. Now at 105.1 FM, Richmond's home. For VCU basketball. And the season begins on Monday, November 6th. And I want to let everybody know that you can join me and Sports Radio 910 The Fan at the ESPN Events Invitational Basketball Tournament this Thanksgiving. Here's all you need to do. Go to clubd3travel.com. They're going to have exclusive tournament packages presented by Club D3 Travel. So whether you want to stay on or off the property, you can get in touch with them today, clubd3travel.com. And I've got the owner and operator with me right now. It's Skip. Hello, everybody. This is great. <laughs> I'm 
It's going to be excited. Have you been to Disney before? Have you been down oh, there? Oh, so I haven't been to Disney since I was probably eight or nine years old. Oh, okay. So you, you've never been a, a Disney adult, <laughs> however. I have not. So I don't know anything about the Disney <laughs> Day Drinkers Club. Tell me about that. Yeah, so you know, I started the Disney Day Drinkers Club. And by the way, I, I worked here at Odyssey. I used to do the morning show at Q94 and Mix on 88.1 and uh, on the air as well and marketing director. And so one of the things that I, I did in the, in the past few years is I started a club on Facebook. It's called the Disney Day Drinkers Club. And as the name implies, it involves day drinking at Disney. So we have about 81,000 members, and we started our own travel agency because it was, uh, you know, hey, we're, we were going down there. Our members wanted to go to the parks. They wanted to stay at the hotels. We do cruises and things like that. And so um, whenever you had said, hey, Skip, the VCU's playing at uh, at the Walt Disney World basketball tournament Thanksgiving, you know, and you, you, you. I used to be a VCU cheerleader back in the day. Yep. I used to be the MC as well uh, at the games back in the back in the days when uh, right 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 when the Siegel Center first opened up, and I said, hey, let's put together a package. So all the VCU fans can go down and you can broadcast live. Absolutely. And so I've already heard from several uh, members of Ram Nation, VCU fans out there in Richmond that are interested in coming. Uh, a big-time member of this show, Ed Nixon, member of the Final Four squad. He's already committed. He's coming down. And uh, I get it. Everyone's got plans for Thanksgiving. But some of us have lost our family members or just haven't had plans for Thanksgiving. And I can't think of a better way to spend Thanksgiving than going to Disney World and watching VCU play in a big-time tournament. They'll play against Iowa State. There's a chance they could play Virginia Tech, Texas A&M, or maybe even get a chance to go up against our former head coach, Mike Rhodes, who's now at Penn State. Oh, wouldn't that be great? Is I it, mean, just be unbelievable is that if like we could meet them in the championship. Yeah, is that, so that's a championship game right there. Yeah. So that's going to be amazing. You know, uh, you know, Disney's a great place to spend the holidays. Uh, one of the things I love about these tournaments, these Thanksgiving tournaments, is it's it's kind of like March Madness in a sense, but in a kind of in a bubble. In fact, speaking of bubble, that's where the NBA bubble championship was during COVID. Yeah, yeah. So uh, there's all kinds of resorts that you could stay at Disney, which is great, and the transportation is fantastic to to the uh, the venue. It's right there at the Wild World of Sports. So you get to, you know, and this is great for, you know, like dad that wants to go to the tournament and maybe with, with a son. Yeah. And, you know, mom and daughter and they want to go to the parks or go shopping or whatever, whatever, you know, families do. You don't have to, you know, it's a great way to split things up. And we're going to make it easy for you so you can go to the website right now, clubd3travel.com to get exclusive tournament packages. But also if you call in right now. 833-804-0910, and you just want more information about this trip, we've got Skip. He's hanging out with us uh, throughout the rest of the show today as we'll be talking about this tournament. The VCU will be in it, Iowa State, Butler, Penn State, Texas A&M. I mean, this is a big-time college basketball tournament. It's at the Wide World of Sports Arena in Disney World there, and so uh, I'm just I'm really looking forward to it. And so um, explain to me a little bit more about Disney Disney Day Drinkers Club, and in fact, you've got 81,000 members. Right, right. You know, we do a lot of bar crawls uh, down at Disney. Uh, so we, we put on events. Uh, you know, I, I rented out part of Epcot a couple weeks ago uh, for a private event, and uh, so it, it was open bar, and you get to watch the fireworks and things like that. But, you know, the resorts there, they have all these kinds of great restaurants and, and bars. And so, you know, our members, they're, you know, usually Disney adults, uh, you know, uh, my age group, you know, 40 plus, 
Uh, they go down and they and they want to have an adult, you know, a weekend or a week at Disney uh, with their, their wife or whoever. And, uh, you know, they, they come to bars and have some drinks and go ride some rides. Uh, and, uh, you know, it, it's a it's a Disney's a beautiful resort for all of that. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, one of the things that we love doing uh, is, uh, you know, going on trips. So, you know, we're going to uh, on a, we've done a couple of cruises. We've got a Disneyland Paris trip planned for the members. And you don't have to be, you know, for the for the travel part, you don't have to be a, a drinker and stuff like that. But we are definitely the experts if you want to know where to go. <laughs> I can tell you the best bars. I can tell you the best bartenders, too. Uh, that's that's great. I'm looking forward to showing you that uh, Thanksgiving weekend. Absolutely. So that's a big part of this as well. You'll be able to go on a... Uh, what would you call it? a bar crawl with AWOD and the members of Sports Radio 910 The Fan. I think Ed, Ed Nixon has agreed to be on the bar crawl with us. Absolutely. And here's what's so cool about this exclusive tournament package that we're offering. It's clubd3travel.com. To get more information, clubd3travel.com for the upcoming tournament this Thanksgiving. So whenever you know I go to Brooklyn for the A-10 tournament, whenever I travel for VCU games, I'm always thinking, well, where's the hot spot the VCU fans are going to all hang out at? And Club D3 Travel is going to make sure that all the Ram Nation fans know, hey, this is the spot to be at. Absolutely. One of our partner bars is called Kitty O'Shea's, which is right at the uh, right where the property is by Disney Springs. And it's a great sports bar. Uh, a bunch of the bartenders there are VCU alumni, Elise uh, Gibson. She's going to be bartending as well. Uh, it's it, now. I will tell you, it's a Buffalo Buffalo Bills bar. Are you okay with that? Are you, of course. Are you going to shiver when you walk in? No, no, no. <laughs> Bills Mafia. I'm all in on partying with those fans. Yeah. So, uh, but it's it's right there, and and it's a, a great uh, access to uh, the, the hotels as well as uh, to the Wild World of Sports. But it's a it's it's a great sports bar. They got good food. You know, you're 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 off property, so it's a lot more affordable there. Um, but we can also uh, one of the, the events that we're doing on Saturday is on property at Disney Springs, so uh, we have uh, a, a great way. So if if you're if you come with us, you're you're more than welcome to attend some of our our, our events. We're doing our Friendsgiving bar crawl. Ed Nixon's uh, going to be there. Hopefully, hopefully we'll have you out there. Lock it in okay. for sure. And, and <clears throat> so Skip, I I think it's really cool, and and you've got a great story because. You were at VCU, you were a cheerleader, you're a VCU alum, and and then you were working here in Richmond for this station. And I know from talking with Wicker and Wild that they knew early on when you were working on that show that you were like a travel agent. Like if oh, anybody yeah. wanted to book a trip, they knew to go through Skip. That's right. I was excited. I love to travel. I mean, and uh, you know, you uh, you you get you know with sports, you end up having to travel a lot. So, but I, I love going to different new places. Uh, you know, uh, Orlando's great, a great spot, but also some of my other favorite spots are Vegas and uh, and uh, going to the Caribbean. So I just got back from uh, uh, the Bahamas a couple weeks ago. Uh, Sandals had, had invited me to come down to check out one of their properties. And if you ever wanted to go on a Sandals vacation, something like that, I like those because they're all-inclusive. Yeah. So you get there, you unpack your bags, your food's taken care of, it's open bar for you for the whole week. And uh, you just sit back and relax, and I, everything's taken care of for you. You pay one price, and it's done. Mm-hmm. And I like those things. So you know, we we've, we've been helping people 
get to those locations uh, throughout the world. So we got Skip the Travel Guy hanging out with us right now. So if you're just driving around Richmond and you're thinking, man, this would be a great way to spend my Thanksgiving, they go to clubd3travel.com. Is it going to be pretty easy for them to kind of pick out a package that they'd like? Well, so when you go to the website, uh, you go to the uh, – you'll, you'll just click on the Walt Disney World um, uh, events invitational, and it'll have a, a, a thing for you to fill out, and we'll, we'll go back to you and, and find out – you know, what's the best way to do it? You can say on property at one of the Disney resorts, uh, and there's a great different price ranges, you know, something for inexpensive to very expensive. Uh, if you want to stay off property, uh, those are very affordable as well. Right now, the rates are very low uh, for uh, an off-property resort. Like uh, if you wanted to stay at uh, the Embassy Suites there, it's like 150 a night. Uh, so it's not it's not going to break the budget, mm-hmm. and uh, but if you wanted to do something very relaxing and very upscale, you can do that as well, especially with one of the nice Disney resorts. So by working with a Club D three travel, you will help make things easier for them, and then they'll just have to take care of tickets to the game. That's right. Or we can also help you get the tickets to the oh, game great. as well. Great. But uh, the other thing is, uh, you know, we need VCU to 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 win for us and. I think with this new coach and uh, this kind of a, almost a brand new team, I think there's a really exciting – I mean, even that ex- exhibition game. Yeah, I'm, I'm worried that people are going to be late to the bandwagon, right? There's there's a bit of a hangover from last year. We were right. the A-10 champions. Everyone was all excited. We had one of the best teams, not just in the A-10, but in the entire East Coast. And then you lose in the NCAA tournament. We lose our coach. And we lose all of our starting five. And I'm telling everyone right now – this team this year might be even more exciting. They are going to play an offensive, up-paced style of basketball that's going to be fun to watch. They scored 110 points in the exhibition game without two of their best three players. That's great. This so, is going to be an exciting tournament. It's going to be an exciting tournament. I can't and, wait till Monday, too. And it kind of has a March Madness vibe to it with a rivalry possibly against Penn State. They could get matched up against Virginia Tech. They've got a good squad with Mike Young uh, bringing back Hunter Couture and Sean Padula. And it begins November 23rd against Iowa State, which is a very tough opponent. So it, it's going to be a really awesome tournament. So a lot of people are going to have their Thanksgiving dinner, and mm-hmm. they're going to turn on the, the TV and they're going to watch the game. They're going to be having some conversations over the candied yam <laughs> as they look to the oh maybe you put you place grandmother between you and the television <laughs> so you look like you're talking to her yeah. but you're actually watching the game behind her. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's the way to do it. Well, what people are going to do is they're going to watch the game on Thanksgiving and then they're going to be jealous that they're not there in Orlando oh, absolutely. like I am. And, and so you're going to be so are you excited about I mean you're going to be uh Spending Thanksgiving with your favorite family, VCU. I'm so I'm so looking forward to this trip. And and to be honest with you, I already had a, a bit of an issue with my personal Thanksgiving, so this solved everything. Oh, great! All right, great. Uh, that's my tease for you. I'll tell you what was going on with my Thanksgiving after this quick commercial break. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio, and you can book your trip to Disney right now. For the ESPN Events Invitational Hoops, Magic, and Memories, Boise State, Penn State, Butler, Texas A&M, FAU after their incredible run in the NCAA Tournament, Iowa State, the Hokies of Virginia Tech, and your Rams of Virginia Commonwealth University. Just go to clubd3travel.com for more information right now. That's clubd3travel.com. I've got the owner and operator with me right now, Skip. Skip, it's going to be a ton of fun going to this event, man. Uh, Mike Four. <laughs> Hello. I've yeah. already been canceled. Yeah. Yes. 
It's going to be great. You know, uh, by the way, I uh, love your pirate outfit. Uh, it's, uh, but uh, I should have dressed up my VCU cheerleading outfit from uh, back in the day. It's going to be a lot of fun. You know, number one, you're going to be in a, uh, there's palm trees, so you can't you can't miss you you, you, you can't mess that up. Uh, the other thing is is you know you, it's great because you're going to be around other VCU fans. Yeah, and that's the best part about the road games because I'll say one one thing that's that's fantastic about VCU. It's always been a great travel team, especially when you go to GW, you go to uh, the A-10 tournament. VCU fans show up, and uh, this is exciting because you'll be able to spend Thanksgiving with your VCU fan friend, uh, fans' friend base, and uh, it's, it's always going to be fun. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, my buddy Kevin Sheffield, uh, number one bartender in Richmond. Yeah, heard uh, good things about yeah, him. Yeah, and he's a big VCU fan. <laughs> he's coming down. He's staying at my place. Uh, we're gonna have fun. He's and he's bringing Ed Nixon down with him, uh, his buddy. But it's 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 gonna be fun. We're gonna have a great time. And uh, not only that, but uh, you know the the atmosphere, the college basketball tournament style atmosphere is gonna be in full force right there in in, in the Sunshine State. One more time, Ram Nation, VCU fans, you can join myself, Adam Epstein, Sports Radio 910 The Fan, and Club D3 Travel as I broadcast live from the ESPN Events Invitational Basketball Tournament this Thanksgiving for exclusive tournament packages presented by Club D3 Travel. Just visit clubd3travel.com. It's owned and operated by Skip, who is a, a VCU alum. Uh, but, Stubb, we do have breaking news right now here on the new Sports Radio 910 The Fan. Can you hit that sounder for me? Breaking news on the new Sports Radio 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM, powered by Odyssey, is brought to you by BetQL. Sources, Ian Rappaport reports that former number 2 overall pick Chase Young, the defensive end, has been traded to the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, We are likely to find out more information and details on this trade over the next few minutes here, Uh, but likely a mid-round pick in 2024. After dealing Montez Sweat to the Bears earlier today, Washington has now moved both of their defensive ends ahead of the 4 p.m. trade deadline with Ian Rappaport reporting Young headed to the... San Francisco 49ers. We'll take your calls right now. Immediate reactions to the trade. 833-804-0910. 833-804-0910. To me, it just felt like Ron Rivera, Jack Del Rio, wanted to move on from Chase Young. They said multiple times that they felt like the defensive players were not fitting the scheme. That's part of why he hung this sign, do your job. Well, they did their job against the Falcons and got a win there, but then... Lost to the Giants and then lost the Heartbreaker this past weekend to the Eagles. 833-804-0910 if you want to chime in. Stubb, who do we have on line one here? Frank. Frank in Mechanicsville. Frank, you're on the fan. Hey, Watt. How you doing, man? I'm doing pretty good here. Uh, Were you caught off guard by the Chase Young trade? Yeah, absolutely. I didn't think that they were going to deal both their starting defensive ends in the same day. And what shocked me the most is that we're letting him go for a third-round, mid-third-round draft pick. It's an absolute shame. It's a complete waste of a second overall pick, knowing that we could have gotten a quarterback way back in the day and been set. It's just it's a disappointing man. And now you're going to have you know Casey Tuhill, who's a good a good backup starting, and I guess James Smith Williams backing him up. I don't know, man. It's uh, how does it how does, it's frustrating. Impact. How does it make you feel about the yeah. rest of the season, though? I mean. Doesn't oh, it make you feel like, hey, this team's just punted now? Oh, yeah, no, it's, it's tanking season. It's the Josh Harris motto of uh, 
of uh, rebuild. It's, it's starting right now. So at least we're building for the future, and Ron Rivera won't be here to, to use those draft picks, which is even funnier to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the Commanders are now likely to have three picks in the top 45, five picks in the top 60 next season. They've also got a ton of cap space. And so you're right, it's setting up for Josh Harris to completely revamp this entire roster and uh, most likely the coaching staff as well. Absolutely. So we'll see what the future holds, man. How will you remember Chase Young from his time in Washington? Uh, massive disappointment. That's it. Yeah. No, I, I think you're right. I, I think everyone in the fan base was very upset the fact that he was not ready to go week one this year with the Stinger. Uh, but, Frank, I will say, I thought he's played solid this season. Maybe not enough highlights for a number two overall pick, but uh, him and Montez, it's not like they were having terrible seasons. No, they won. I think that's why you're able to get at least a third rounder for him. But, it's you know, it doesn't matter. This one doesn't matter, man. They they uh, they they want to rebuild for the future. And goodbye, Chase Young. I'm going to miss Montez Sweat more than anything. He was a hell of a player and a good uh, good franchise player for us. So good luck to him with the Bears. Who knows? Kind of be fun if he comes back next year in free agency. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right, Frank. I appreciate you chiming in. Phone lines are open eight three three eight zero four zero nine ten. Cameron Curl, the safety for the Commanders, just tweeted, "Bruh, B R U H." I think a few of the players were caught off guard by both the trades today after, you know, the fan base was feeling pretty good about the loss to the Eagles, the fact that we were in the game against one of the best teams in the NFC, but it is tanking season now. Stay locked to 910 The Fan. Grant Polson and Dan Uruye, we have you covered here with the latest of NFL free agency in the 4 p.m. deadline. You're listening to the new Sports Radio 910 The Fan.